Are you manufacturing your own demons? This is going to be a really awesome conversation today. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we tackle the subjects of faith, spirituality, and the paranormal with a very open mind and an all-inclusive attitude where all faiths, religions, walks of life, races, and different ideologies can combine in a loving atmosphere to openly discuss these ideas of faith, spirituality, and paranormal. So, welcome if you are here in good faith to do that then welcome uh sorry i just moved myself there we're trying the new uh the new options here and i'm trying to figure out how i can get the there we go there i can get the uh the comments on there now so uh let me know if you like the the circle with the background rather than the green screen the green screen's been flashing in and out a lot lately so we thought we would try something new uh you guys let me know what you think uh, what's up, Annie? How are you doing? I hope you're having a good morning. Casey Thinker, welcome. Jabon, welcome. Toby, what is up? How are you doing? Hey, Tony, how are you? Uh, Annie says, I like it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Kathy Williams, welcome. Patricia, welcome. So what I'm going to talk about today has to do with, uh, several different things. We're going to talk about, uh, some actual Bible verses. We're going to get into some Bhagavad Gita quotes and then we're going to talk about chakras. And I want to talk about manufacturing our own demons. What does that look like? Now, I'm going to start with the preface of uh, quantum physics states that, you know, when you observe something in the quantum realm, it changes how it reacts. And if you can look up the slit experiment uh, where they fired uh, particles through a slit. And then when it was actually observed those particles left a different pattern rather than the one that they were making organically without observation. So it bears the idea of if a tree falls in a forest, does it actually make a sound if someone is not there to listen to it? Um, we, we know, yes, it does. But that goes much deeper into the quantum realm and you get into things like manifesting, metaphysics, spirituality, all of these things. Um, and it becomes a, a little bit different rules than just a tree falling in the forest. And so you can look at the slit experiment. There's a lot of really technical videos on it. You can take that to try to understand how you can use that in your own life. I won't get deep into that today, but for the beginning of this episode, that's what we're going to, we're going to move into this with the idea that we have an affect on reality. So I love the Iron Giant. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to talk about demons from the perspective. A lot of people are misinformed about demons. Demons mythologically have a lot of different interpretations. When you get into Enoch, Book of Enoch, we, we've been reading through Book of Enoch. I'm probably going to read a little bit of it today. Um... Circle's a good idea, Lynn says. Thank you very much. Good. I'm glad you like it. Um, we'll probably stick with that. So um, you get into uh, this kind of world of Enochian theology. Now, what is Enochian? That means that's the preface that Enoch 
obviously was a Bible character. He was taken up by God. There's a few lines in the Bible about him. We don't have a whole lot in completeness in the Bible. And that's, that's okay. It's not, you know, we don't have to have that. Um, but we do have the book of Enoch and it's really cool that we can read that, um, and kind of expand our consciousness around what is in the biblical texts. Uh, like I said today, I'm going to read texts that are well outside the biblical text because that's what I do. Uh, I consider myself to be a, uh, universal deist where I believe there is a universal deity, uh, that, that has manifest all things and is in all things. And I believe that, that he created, uh, they created, uh, lower gods who then kind of hijacked that energy for their own creations and management thereof so that we could have this expanding incredible universe. We have, we see that our planet has been visited by extraterrestrials. At least historically, we see a lot of evidence of that. Um, and I believe those extraterrestrials are what we see in Enoch, the sons of God, the fallen angels, the watchers, the gods, the little G gods, whatever you want to call them. I also, I did a whole series yesterday, two separate episodes on Yaldabaoth. If you have not watched those, I'm going to pin them on my YouTube channel. You can go check them out. They'll be at the very top, at least the second episode will, because the second episode was, was really good. Um, but it really goes deep into what my thoughts and beliefs are on Yaldabaoth or the God of the Old Testament uh, being one of these lower gods that, that took the divine spark and began to imbue that into his creation or makership, if you will, uh, and try to trap God essentially within this physical matrix, which is, which is us. Um, you know, we have these physical forms that expire Yet we all know somehow, no matter how religious or unreligious or spiritual or unspiritual you are, we all know that we're, we're kind of trapped in this physical matrix. We all somewhere deep down understand that. And, and what I want to talk about today, that's the essence of where I believe these demons are manifest from. And I want to talk about the idea that we are actually co-creating reality and literally expanding creation through our consciousness. Uh, not just talking about the idea here of manifesting, like if you think it and feel it long enough, then you'll get it in the physical reality. And now there's a car out in front of your house, you know, yay, I manifest a car. I'm talking about the very real idea that we are actual machinery. We are actual biological machinery with the very essence and creative spirit of the father in us. And we can actually manifest realities, timelines, entities even spiritual forces around us this is a deep subject and this definitely goes into a whole nother realm of understanding here so buckle up this is what we're going to talk about today welcome if you've never checked out the channel then welcome here hope you guys are enjoying it by the way if you like the artwork in the background i create a lot of this artwork using ai technology uh my brain storytelling um i program it to do all this cool stuff I work really hard. I some days go through hundreds of images before I find ones that I really like and really align with. So I get to make a lot of this artwork. And if you like it and you want to support what we're doing, you can check out my website over at cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, cubcooker.com. Click on the merch tab. Jump on over to my merch website, which is over on Teespring. 
Um, and there's a ton of different t-shirts and mugs and stuff over there through the end of October. I'm clearing everything out of that shop. You can get 40% off. I've never done 40% off, but I want to get everything out of there. Anybody that wants anything, not one design will be left over there. Going into November, brand new designs are dropping and you can get 40% off with the coupon code clearance, C-L-E-A-R-E-N-C-E, clearance, C-L-E, I better look that up, C-L-E-A-R-A-N-C-E, maybe I should have picked an easier one. Well, if you can figure out how to spell it, you can get 40% off, clearance, C-L-E-A-R-A-N-C-E. Um, so yeah, use the, the code clearance, all caps, and you can get 40% off your whole order. So if you do like the designs, uh, that I share every day on this channel, like I said, go check that out. You can grab t-shirts and everything. If you're getting the all over print t-shirts, order you a size up, um, because those are, uh, they run a little small. I've got one here. Um, I mean, they, they're, they're more fitted is what I'm saying. They're, they're more like uh, workout shirts or like for mountain biking or hiking or something. This is one of them with the prayer Christ on it, uh, the prayer portal. And so the really premium quality, really high quality. The cotton shirts run more normal with just the print on the front. But we've got some really, really sweet designs coming. So go check them out. So getting into it today. Um... Annie says, may the odds forever be in your favor. Thank you, Annie. I appreciate that. Uh, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Okay, so we hear Christ saying this here, and a lot of people have tried to twist this and turn this into that Jesus is the devil. Um, and you may have never heard that before. You may go, what? Wait, wait a minute. Well, there's a verse over here in 2 Corinthians 11:14 that says, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Um, and so this, this verse has been used as kind of a powerhouse to refute anyone with a different message uh, or what I believe is really just the message of Christ, the universal message of Christ, uh, the universal message of uh, Krishna and Buddha and uh, these ascended masters, or what I believe is the Christ energy manifest in the physical matrix, always returning over and over and over to remind us what our true authentic reality is and who we really are. Not what the world tells us, not what we see when we look in the mirror, but who we know deep down we really are. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we all understand that from a young age. We, we know that we're superheroes from the time we're a kid. It's not just that we want to be. We, we know we can. We know we can fly. We know we can uh, help people. We know that uh, we can be leaders. We know that we have love in us. We know that we have a uh, desire to see other people smile and be joyful. And somewhere along the way, that's programmed out of us because we're told that's not real. And this is where the manufacturing of demons comes in. If you read the book of Enoch, and we've talked about this a lot on this channel, the book of Enoch states that there were fallen angels who came down and they saw that the daughters of men were very attractive. And so they decided to breed with the daughters of men and create their own race of giant superhuman uh, creatures that were, by all intents and purposes, really scary. Um, and these were creatures that were used to then enslave humanity and control humanity so that these little G gods 
um, or these sons of God or these watcher angels could then manipulate societies and, and begin to create their own tribes. Uh, yes, Mount Hermon. What's up, Eric, brother? How are you, man? We haven't talked in a long time. We need to catch up, my friend. Uh, child of the one true God, absolutely. Um, thank you for being here, my friend. Miss seeing you. Um, I hope all is well, my friend. I hope all is well. I thought of you the other day. I went to a uh, an estate sale and I picked up a bunch of really cool books. I'll I'll send you the titles of what I got. Um, I got some really neat stuff. Uh, some old old literature. I got a Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Um, a beautiful copy from I think the fifties, maybe. It, you know, some of these are really old and. And when I say pristine condition, I mean, I don't think these books have ever been opened. And literally the print on these is like 60, some of them 70 years ago. And I just am like, what, like how, <laughs> what a treasure trove. I wish I could have bought all of the books on the shelf in this sale. Uh, but you know, they were, they were not cheap. So, um, I spent about a hundred bucks on five books, but it was totally worth it. Cause you know, Again, knowledge is something really important. Somebody said a minute ago, knowledge will increase. That's absolutely true. And I want to talk about knowledge in the light of the knowledge or the gnosis of Christ. Separating him from a timeline and from all of the things that we've been told about him and putting him in the form of an entity that is embodied within each of us. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Uh, and the word was God and all things were created. Nothing was created that was not created through the word. And that very word, that logos, which is if you look up what word actually means in the New Testament, when we talk about the word of God, it says logos. And that means divine computation or the divine expression. Amen. John 1.1. 1, 1, absolutely. The word is bird. Absolutely. Starcraft. That's what's up. Um, so getting into this, you know, the slit experiment, quantum physics, you observe something and it actually manipulates it and changes it. It reacts different. The universe actually acts and reacts in response to our thoughts, our actions, our feelings, and our energies. And I'm going to talk about chakras today, and I'm going to talk about the seven demons that Mary Magdalene had. And I'm going to talk about how it's been twisted over the years. We have 2000 years of tradition what did Christ speak out against? Tradition. And again, this is in all love and light, all faiths, all religions, all walks of life. I don't care who you are, where you go to church, who you're married to, where you don't go to church, as long as you're here in love and light. And that's, that's how I'm trying to present this as a universal truth, not one that's attached to a certain set of doctrines, a universal truth. Um... If you don't know about Aldous Huxley, look into his family tree. I will, Annie. Absolutely. I know that book is definitely prophetic. Um, I've, I've had some access to it in my younger years, um, and I definitely am looking forward to rereading the entirety of it. So, uh, And I'll, I'll, of course, share my findings here on the channel. But So if we can observe something, and, and, and the universe is literally changed by our observation of it. I mean, let's let's just expand this. And again, this is... We're going to get into pseudoscience here, things that are not proven, things that are just on the bleeding edge of science and, and whatnot. So we're going to get into that metaphysics area, which is, is where I love to dwell because I love ideas. I love big think. Um, that's kind of where I'm at in my walk here. So, 
Um, okay, so I believe that about God's word, but what uh, if you do? Uh, why do you believe aliens aren't demons? So because of Enoch, uh, the watchers, the angels are the aliens. They're physical created beings. They're manufactured beings created by the father uh, in, in this entire heavenly host of, of hierarchies that are all through the universe, managing planets, ecosystems, energies on different planes of existence. And when they decided to create with the create the makership in, in Genesis two, if you look at Genesis two as the makership where Yahweh Elohim comes in and says, I want to trap God in, in the man. And he's going to take that divine creation in Genesis one, by the way, Genesis one is a creation story that says it was good. And then in Genesis two, you have Yahweh Elohim come along. Yahweh Elohim captures that energy, imbues it into a physical form and a physical matrix. Now we can still see God. We can still see the logos, the son of God, the word in all things, but it's in that shell of that makership. Absolutely. Eric. Uh, Genesis is so good and it's got so many clues as to the nature of reality at least from a mythological understanding, you know, we can take it literal, we can take it spiritual, we can take it all of these things, but in the core of it, the essence of the idea that there are definitely two different creator stories in there, two different entities creating. If you look up the original translations, go, go into the Strongs, read those stories. I've talked about that. So what does this have to do? This has to do with we are pieces of God, pieces of light trapped in physical forms. Arox says, yes, afraid so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we inherently have the light of Christ in us from the beginning, because that's what we are, we're sparks of the divine manifest into a physical plane. And we know from a child that we are divine. I think all of us playing as a kid, laughing when that laughter of a little baby rings out. Before you were ever corrupted by any type of poverty, any type of suffering, any type of programming, you knew you were God. You were one with him. You were like Christ, one with the Father. King says, I uh, love this conversation already. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Eric Free says, uh, the adversary may be procreated with Eve. Uh, not sure yet. Still praying on. Absolutely. And Arok, I started to take all these stories more allegorically and try to keep them. One of the one of the biggest problems I have with spiritual creators online is either they throw away all the doctrine and just try to live from the heart, which is okay, I guess. Or they try to stick to the doctrine so much and say, well, this either has to be true or not true. Rather than putting all the pieces together and go saying, hey, I don't know. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to read the Bhagavad Gita. I'm going to read the Holy Bible. I'm going to read the Book of Enoch. I'm going to read the Gnostic text. I'm going to read Buddhist text. I'm going to read everything I can. I'm going to gather knowledge and begin to let that knowledge become the gnosis of the Christ in all forms across all cultures and all corners of the planet. Because if Christ is sufficient, then he is manifest in all things since the beginning of time. So, uh, absolutely, Arok. Absolutely. I agree. 
So that's one of the things I struggle with is like, I have to take the 66 books and that's the only truth. And I, and I finally said, you know what, that's a man's interpretation. We've had that fed to us. And so let's look, let's look at the buffet that God actually has for us here. Let's actually gather all. And, and Aaron gets totally what I'm saying. I mean, he, he works in a, in a beautiful, beautiful bookshop. Um, and, and and you get the idea of gnosis of understanding the knowledge it's not the letter on the page it's the essence of it that becomes a part of your being and finally returns you back to that eternal truth he can mold all things for his good absolutely absolutely so what i'm going to do today is i want to unchain the idea that these demons are just things that are here that just want to attach to you and while i believe that that's possible probable may even be true because we see in enoch that they are the spirits of the unalived giant offspring of the alien watchers or angel watchers whatever you want to call them and the daughters of men which created uh, a very unholy creation um, and a line of entities beings physical beings that wielded a lot of power over humanity um, and the most high God was not very happy about that because, uh, now this divine spark that had been put into creation was then being extinguished by all of these creatures that were the offspring. Now, when those offspring were unalived in the flood, again, this is all the mythology. If you're tying Enoch to Genesis and everything, the spirits, of the unalived watchers are the demons. That's what Enoch says, the book of Enoch. So I can't attest to that. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just saying this is what the scripture, the text says. So, um, so with that said, uh, what do you think about people who have had very positive contact experiences with UFOs? I think they've contacted angels. Absolutely. They're servants of God. Some of them, some of them are fallen. Some of them are not fallen. I think the people that have positive experiences with them should, in my opinion, if I had a positive experience, I would want to remember that. I would want to thank God for that. And I would want to continue with my life and see if I had more positive experiences or, or what God did with that. You know, when angels of the Lord came to people in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they said, do not be afraid. Why would you have to be told, do not be afraid of a Greco-Roman looking guy with six pack abs and a shawl on and wings and, you know, what's up? Why do you have to be afraid of that? No, it's because these things are, they don't look like what you think angels look like. They're sky children. They're the shiny ones. And we know that some of them were fallen. And that doesn't mean that they were, you know, thrown down to earth and they fell. It means that they fell in their hierarchy. They traded their hierarchy as divine servants of the Most High for building their own creation. And one of these fallen angels, I believe, is Yahweh of the Old Testament. And if you haven't watched an Arach, if you have not watched my videos yesterday, it's probably one of the most mind-opening, mind-blowing series I've done. The data I'm coming across that that refutes Yahweh as the father of Christ is, is pretty wild. I'd love to know what you think of it, my friend. Um, 
they're on my YouTube channel. I will pin the second video at the top of my YouTube channel because uh, it'll give you a whole new perspective and a whole new love for Christ, by the way. Like, it's renewed my desire to just embody Christ because it's, you know, uh, talk about, you know, no wonder Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Again, this has been used against us, people like me all the time. But an angel of light, you know, we went through yesterday and we talked about how Yahweh is always clouded in darkness. He even says that I bless from dark places in the Old Testament. And then Jesus says that my father is is pure light. In him there is no darkness at all. Who's lying? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. And I'm again, I'm working on an ebook that has all of that data in it. You know, tons of more verses than I can share even in an hour live stream. I'm going to take some of the best of the best, put them with this, these graphics that I make, and then really build a beautiful ebook out of it to try to help educate people on the fact that they are part of God. From the time you were born, you have the light of God within you. And we've been told and we've been programmed and we've been led into a life where we believe we are not divine. This idea of bearing light. There's some more more pictures I made. I really like this one. It's a little creepy, but beautiful golden eyes. There's the, the demon machine that I'm talking about today. And here's the idea of heroes, divine heroes. We're divine heroes, guys. This is not just a fun church message for me to to say, oh no, you're you know anything you want. Are you just boom? You know, no, I'm talking, guys. Like we're, we're what are we doing? We're fighting the good fight, not literally, but spiritually, to return to God, to faith, to Christ, to truth, to oneness, to love. Asking you shall receive. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer, what was your question? Let's see. So what if the fallen angels, when they came to the women were positive? Um, that's a whole nother theory. I haven't really gotten into that. Like, you know, that they're actually trying to return, like return the, the divine genome to humanity after, you know, y'all the Bayoth, the Gnostic, uh, you know, Demiurge trapped god they're trying to then release it genetically through ascension that's another theory i don't know um again none of this stuff can we prove because it's all mythology it's all ancient and it's all tradition tradition gets manipulated books get changed and edited and understandings evolve now, how do we discern through this? Well, we have to be connected to the Father. Remember that we are a part of the Father. Remember that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. By whatever you call him in whatever religion, I don't care. He is one. The Father is one. And he doesn't go by a certain Judeo-Christian name or a certain Muslim name or a certain Buddhist name or a certain uh, Hindu name. He goes by the source the universe, the divine intelligence, the spark of everything, the one that was, is, and will be. Uh, I believe that mythology happened. Absolutely. Mythology doesn't mean that it's fake. It means that it is stories based on what actually happened. They came from somewhere. Someone saw or experienced something 
that was created into a mythology. That's also why I refer to Genesis as a mythology. If it were an anthology, we would have a step-by-step -step account of what actually happened. The mythology behind Genesis is to give us the essence of what happened. Those with eyes to see, ears to hear can easily separate Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 because we can look at the Strongs now. The age of information has become the age of enlightenment. And a lot of people, there's a very, what I think, dangerous message going around right now on social media that the age of enlightenment is actually the age of deception. When we've been in the age of deception for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Think about that for a minute. Eric says, uh, ADHD, Eric will slow down. He, <laughs> he, absolutely. Absolutely. I get fired up about this. And so I'm working on all this new artwork with more of a graphic novel style because I love to tell stories and I want to put this stuff on our shirts, on our mugs. I want to brand it on our hearts to remember who we are. So why does everyone think it's going to happen collectively? That's always been the narrative, Annie. You know, I mean, the narrative is that there's going to be one event for all of this. And prophecy is cyclical, in my opinion, in my experience. I truly believe that prophecy is cyclical and that you can look at any prophecy in any text or any biblical account. Uh, even I've got the prophecies over here. Where are they? Um, right here of, um, uh, what's his name? That, you know, a ton of them have come through the... Um, Oh, what's it called? Something effect on, uh, on history channel. Um, but all of his prophecies, you know, a lot of them have come true as well. The Bible says that if the prophecy is from God, it comes true. So if that's true, then you have a lot of these non biblical prophets that are winning as far as that become, you know, being from God. So, uh, Satan is a betrayer. Michael says, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I want to talk about today because we're born into this physical matrix. We forget our inner light. And I want to return all of us to this, by the way, we start to literally manufacture demons. That's what this is about. Because if we observe something, we see that in the quantum physics that I was talking about, we observe something and it, and it changes. Well, wherever two or more agree, it is done. Okay. So if I'm agreeing with myself or you or other people that, hey, this is possible, then it's going to happen, right? I mean, we know that just from human progress. We, we understand that. And the more consciousness is raised, the bigger things we do as a human collective. I talked yesterday about how Yahweh scattered everyone from the Tower of Babel because he didn't want people to really realize the truth. So he scatters everyone, you know, on the earth and then mixes the language up. That's the mythology of that story. Um, and so that, that explains a lot why we still can't get along. Nobody, you know, there's so many different language barriers. Uh, but as we continue to ascend, consciousness awakens. We start to experience more and more manifestation of our true divine nature. Uh, human instinct tells mankind the earth will pass the end. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly the earth that we're living in will be upgraded for sure, or possibly rolled up and started over. I don't know. I can't, I can't say that because I haven't seen it yet. 
but you've got millions of people that have millions of visions that are different. Some people are dreaming of a new earth. Some people are dreaming of this horrible, destructive thing. You got millions of people that claim to have the Holy Spirit or some sort of divine intervention, yet none of them can agree. I think the one agreement we can make is we all know from a little child that we're divine. We know that we're part of God. We know that there's something higher than ourselves, than our physical form. Not higher than ourselves and our consciousness, but our physical form. Because our consciousness is literally directly connected to that divine source, downloading information and ideas all the time. There's nothing new under the sun. If, if if our brains were the only thing manifesting, if it was just the folds in our brain and we were just using that to think and create things, then we might be able to have new things. But if it's all downloading, we're all just connected to a source. This is more of an antenna than just an organ to produce ideas because they've even done measurements and stuff and you can see that there's actual energies around the thought and all the, again, metaphysical woo-woo stuff. But it's really interesting to me that, you know, we're not just bound by these intellectual thoughts, if that makes sense. So why and how could we manufacture demons? Again, I want to take away the idea right now, like that they're just entities that want to attach to you. I want to talk about the seven chakras here. I want to talk about the idea that we manifest that which we think. And so within our lives, when we forget that we're divine, we start to take actions thoughts, then emotions, and then build energies around the idea that we are merely human, we are sinful, we are lowly, we need to be saved, we need help, we need whatever. That then collectively and consciously begins to manifest the demons, the addictions, the seeking in places we shouldn't, the hurt, the pain, the unwellness, the dis-ease, all of the things that come from forgetting who we really are and forgetting who we are really a part of. And for me, guys, I can tell you right now that's real because I had demons that literally wanted to kill me. And I drank and drank for years and years and years. And, and people that know me, you know, outwardly, they didn't, oh, it's just Cub, just, he's fun, he's funny, whatever, like, but inwardly, I would get so depressed, I knew, like, every night I had to drink, and it would be a six-pack, or a 12-pack, or an 18-pack, more and more and more, and even after I married my wife, I would sit there and just drink, and, and be in this kind of brooding, inward self, you know, and I thought I was being creative, writing pretty music, making pretty art, I would even make some videos and stuff and do some of my best editing work when I was running my film company. So that was your tribulation. Absolutely. Again, all of these prophecies of tribulation, like it can all be esoteric. It could all be literal and we make it whatever it needs to be for our experience individually and collectively. And so for me, that was a huge tribulation in my life. I was literally experiencing this hell on earth to the point where I thought, I don't even need to live. And that demon that I manufactured or let attached to me or whatever you want to call it was telling me, go ahead, do it, do it, do it. The world's better without you. Do it. And I hate talking about this, but I'm getting better at it because my story is going to help someone. That's why I'm here. 
because you're not being told this from pulpits. You're not being told this from institutions. You're not being told this from the world or media or television. And I'm willing to sit here and I'll be ridiculed for, for preaching a new age gospel or not sticking to the Bible when Jesus himself came and spoke out against the people that were sticking to the letter of the religious doctrine that had no power to save. And now in our society, especially within the, the, the modern Western churches here, we've deified Jesus rather than embodying him. And that's why I love Eastern mysticism is it's more about embodying the light of God. That is where I've found my healing, my wellness, my return, my ascension, and my understanding and gnosis of the authentic reality. And I will continue to come here every day to reveal that to me and you. Absolutely, Michael. Destructive angels aren't always fallen. Shiva is a destructive angel. If you look at that, Apollyon is a destructive angel. It doesn't mean they're evil, but they are part of the renewal process. They have massive energy, massive power. Why do you think like in the 40s, what is it, Oppenheimer that, that created one of the horrible pieces of equipment we have here equipment of destruction is what i'll call it you know he quoted shiva uh said you know i become destroyer of worlds i am unalivement you know why is that relevant again not because i believe that that angel is evil or that god or that entity or whatever you want to call it that son of god Again, you go into the Sumerian pantheon and you got 70 different sons of God. God also has a wife in that, which is very biblical too. If you actually look past the letter of it and look into the mythology of it and the greater understanding of it. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to bow down and worship these, these aliens, these angels or anything like that, because I know that I'm a divine seed of the most high. It gets deep, and I'll, I will get deeper into this stuff, guys, in our private group. That's going to be launching at the end of this month, beginning of next month. I've got some really cool stuff planned. We've got a private Facebook group for that, a place where I can be a lot more candid. Uh, we may even do a Discord for that where I can just really <laughs> tell you what I think without worrying about piecing together sentences that don't, you know, get... Uh, get this on uh on watch or anything like that you know all in love still but i hate having to edit myself because of algorithms so i'll be able to do that more in the private group if you haven't checked that out it's at cubkuker.com c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r.com it's nine bucks a month right now it's about to go up exponentially from there so that i can actually afford to continue to do it because right now i'm giving it away for the people that have been here from the beginning at the end of october that will not be nine dollars a month so if you want in on that go grab it now please i say that for you and for me if you want to interact on that level with me and you don't want to pay 20 30 40 or even 60 dollars a month will be the final price of it grab it now that's that's the warning so uh and it's a cool community we've already got a bunch of people in it and uh i've been working on the back end of it we're gonna have some cool sessions with that once a month zoom meetings to bring the team together it's called the team membership transcend elevate ascend 
and manifest. That's what we do here collectively, guys. So how can we create our own demons? You forget who you are. You forget the light. You step into darkness. You try to fill the void with darkness. Then you either A, attract, or B, manifest those dark entities, whatever you want to say. I believe we're actually co-creators, that we literally can create demons. New demons can be spawned when we decide to mate or breed or procreate with things that we're not supposed to. The same allegory of the aliens or the angels procreating with the daughters of men. It was a union that was not blessed by the father. Therefore, we can do the same thing internally and then birth the demons just like the unalived. When we, when we have a timeline of our life that dies, or like with me, I was drinking all the time and failing in a lot of areas of my life, my marriage, my faith, my health, all of these things, that was literally birthing demons over and over and over, and those demons continue to take over. Now let's move this into Eastern mysticism. Let's move this over. Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her. We have to understand, guys, that Jesus was an Eastern mystic who most likely actually came out of Egypt. He understood things and he went and studied all of these different elements, not just the Hebrew law. But I believe he went into India. I believe he went back to Egypt. I believe, you know, he had his uncle was uh, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, or what many believe was his uncle. I certainly think it's possible. But he, he a lot of his message has been contorted because we've tried to tie the Old Testament to him and make the Old Testament God his father rather than realize the very stark reality that he was really just bringing a new God, actually an ancient God, but reminding people who they really were and then they unalived him for it and i'll get deeper into the whole jesus message later but if you look at that and then start to realize we're forgetting who we are and understand this eastern mysticism idea so if you don't know about chakras chakra 101 this is from healthline.com chakra in sanskrit uh, means wheel it refers to energy points in your body they are through, uh, thought to be spinning disks of energy that stay open and aligned as they correspond to bundles of nerves, major organs, and areas of our energetic body that affect our emotional and physical well-being. Now, there is some actual science behind this, and there is some, you know, woo-woo science behind this. I don't discredit woo-woo science. I mean, I think, you know, things that we can experience are real, right? So, um, so I love the idea of chakras, and I'm, I'm learning more about them. So you have your crown chakra is actually at the top of your head. You have your third eye, your throat chakra, which is very, very much tied to things you say, uh, the vibrations that actually come out of your throat. You have your heart chakra, which is going to be really tied to your emotions. Your solar plexus can be tied to your uh, projection. Uh, you know, a lot of people project, you know, they speak words. They can feel things here. This is my interpretation, by the way, so... Uh, there's experts in this that have their own interpretation, but uh, there's the sacral chakra, which is going to be down here in the pelvis. And then your root chakra is going to be right at your, your tail tip, right uh, at the bottom of your spine. Uh, so those are the seven chakras. There's an idea behind the chakras that when they're in alignment, your whole body is emanating actual light, different colors and fields that you can't see with the naked eye, but you're in wellness, you're in enlightenment. You can see through the veil 
you just have this beautiful state of existence. All of the ascended masters understood this, including Christ Jesus, by the way. Um, he meditated, he went into the desert, he fasted, he aligned, he served others, he spoke truth, um, and he lived well. Um, and I'm not talking well as in, you know, house on the hill. I'm talking well as in he ate with friends, he loved people, um, he welcomed all, he loved all, and then we have twisted and made a mockery out of his message because we have tried to make it something that we can use for our own good rather than letting it be what it is, which is inherently good. Um, let's see. Uh, Coloso says, have been reading the Aquarian gospel of Jesus Christ. Stories about him being in India included. Yes, I'm actually, I have that in my queue to do the audio book. Uh, I cannot wait to read that. And yeah, Annie, uh, from what I've read of that is, is amazing. And I'm reading gospel of Mary Magdalene right now, by the way, which is where I got the information. If you're interested in the chakras of Mary Magdalene, check out the gospel of Mary Magdalene. It's going to be in the reading list on my website too. The website is your hub for all these resources. Some of them paid, some of them free. You can go check that out. I'm going to have a free resource on there very soon for you guys. That'll be kind of my book explaining all of this. Something you could literally sit down and read to your family if you want to with cool graphics in it, just like what's above me. That's going to be out very, very soon for you guys for free where I'm going to have all this stuff that I talk about on a daily basis in there kind of condensed just for your informational purposes so that you can use it as kind of a roadmap as you navigate all this information that's out there uh, and try to understand your higher self better. So uh, thank you, Kay Coloso. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, you've got your seven chakras. Well, Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her. What are demons? They're darkness. They're uh, energies or succubuses that will take the energy within you, the divine energy, and feed off of it for themselves. Um, and to kind of wrap this up, we see that um, Mary Magdalene, it says, a certain woman who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary uh, that was called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. That's in Luke 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 2. Seven demons, seven chakras. If you actually understand the culture at that time, and we don't just try, we try, we, they were multicultural. You know, we put just a Hebrew bent on it, and they were multicultural. Think about the areas that were right next to each other and the blending and the melting pot. Just like here in the United States, it was a melting pot of different cultures. If you were to flash forward 2,000 years and try to say, no, this is an American gospel. This is what the Americans believe. Look at the Americans. We're a huge melting pot of everything. So that's what I'm trying to say here is understand the Eastern influence that would have been in the area at the time. And Christ, who had most likely studied in India, is casting out seven demons or clearing seven chakras in her. Only then could she hear his authentic message. The same thing with us, guys. Stop manufacturing the demons. Guys, hey, hey, stop. Hey, hey, no. It's time. They want to eat lunch. Stop manufacturing the demons. Return to the light. Clear the shockers out. Align yourself with the Father's will. You don't have to go and read a thousand texts to understand the Father's will is good fruit. The fruit of life, love, oneness, unity, forgiveness, acceptance. That's the fruit, guys. So I hope this message finds you well. 
Check it out. Check it out. Absolutely, Michael. Most people do it backwards. They create God in their own image and likeness. Yes, absolutely. Return to that authentic light. Clear out the darkness and those demons. Guys, stop. Stop. Clear out that darkness. Sorry. It's it's dog feeding time. Two Great Danes and trying to live stream twice a day is not always easy. So it's okay, guys. You can see them now. They wanted to make an appearance. You guys, I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but here they are. I know. I did. Um, just clear out the darkness, guys. Like, you know, return to that which you are. Return to that which you are. Think about the seven chakras, the seven demons that Mary Magdalene had. Think about what they are in your own light, life. From your crown chakra to your third eye to your throat chakra, your heart chakra, your solar plexus, your sacral chakra, and your root chakra. And I'm going to talk a lot more about this as we move forward in the series. Marvell, stop. You need alignment. My dogs need to align their chakras. No, I think they're in alignment. They like playing. So thank you, Deanna. And she says, I'll love them. Um, I'm glad to see, to see them now. Yeah. Mm, here's Marvell. See, I do love them. I don't just complain about them. No, I take very good care of them. They're my babies. So, uh, I've only experienced three out of the seven chakras. Does that mean, uh, it doesn't exist to me? No, it doesn't mean they don't exist, but you might have them blocked. You might have, you might not be activating them. Um, you might have those, those energy vampires that I talked about, those demons. I know I do. I mean, I'm certainly not in perfect alignment cause I'm just now learning about it, you know, but I guarantee you Christ knew about this. I guarantee you, he understood this. Um, and I, I can guarantee you that because I understand the nature of him, not because I have biblical proof of it, but I understand the nature of the Christ and the entity of the Christ and all of those good things that are good and beneficial for us to find him more readily are very important. And so we need to not ignore them. And so that's why my message is a universal message of the universal Christ. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful afternoon. Thank you. And I hope you like the new layout. So I'll keep doing that. If you guys dig it, um, y'all have a beautiful afternoon. I'll be back here probably around 3 PM central standard time. I've got an appointment this afternoon, uh, with a friend of mine, uh, to help him out with some stuff. And then, um, I should be back and, and good by then. So, um, I'll see you guys this afternoon and we'll continue, uh, the talk of chakras. I want to try to get into them a little bit more, talk about those areas of our life in correspondence to the four yogas that I'm learning about. This is stuff that will help you no matter what walk of life or faith tradition you are. Uh, it's just good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So anyway, I love you guys. I'm going to see you this afternoon. Peace. Uh, don't forget to use the word clearance, all caps, in my shop at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can get all the cool artwork, T-shirts, if you click on the merch tab. Uh, everything's 40% off now. Uh, that is most of my profit margin, but I want to make sure everybody gets anything you want before all of that's gone. Brand new merch will be replacing every piece of it. So I love you guys. Peace. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, 74 Leathercraft. Uh, thank you, Annie. Thank you guys for being here. I love you. I'll see you this afternoon. Peace.